Hey everybody, it's Michael Martin. Thanks for being here. So, you know, with the past few days, we're talking about market uh, tape being heavy, market being soft, no follow through. We're also coming up in the summer and, you know, historically the summers have been a little softer. A lot of people just traveling, vacation all around the world. Granted, you could trade off your smartphone these days from the beach. I don't necessarily know that that's the best idea if you have to. If you've got a burning desire that you need to deploy cash from the beach, um, look at that. It might be an emotional response, not necessarily a financial one. Anyway, you know, when, when we on Fridays, I like to be reflective and think about, you know, planning and gold setting. Um, you can certainly do a great deal of good for yourself if you know how to set yourself up to win. You know, when I look at the guys that I've been lucky enough to get to know who've been doing this for, you know, 50 plus years, there was no magic trading formula, really. You know what I'm saying? Like they were very, very good at knowing who they were as, as people. They were very, very good at knowing what they wanted to do with the money that they were allocated. Two, it's true, you can't get those types of returns without using, you know, a monster amount of leverage. Um but in the environment that they were co they were being raised, their job was not necessarily to diversify. They were given trading allocations, and they were they were sort of the instruments of the portfolios themselves. And the managers of the company were the ones who kind of you know did the the asset allocations, so to speak, based upon the trader's style. So it made no sense for them to hoard cash. You know, they weren't dealing, you know, with a, a client in that regard. They were really more of a sniper team. And, you know, if they had, again, this is going back several decades, you know, 50K plus maybe of, of margin or capital, there wasn't a penny left that wasn't being put to work. There wasn't any open trade equity. It was all going to work. And that's, you know, that's how you get those returns. Now, you could also blow up, you know, doing that. So you have to be very sure-footed and very sure uh, of who you are and what you're doing. You know, this these weren't amateurs for sure, but they were very good at setting themselves up to win. They were good at getting the information. They were good at processing that information and making sure that they weren't, you know, reading into things and also kind of uh, Hope. Hope was not a strategy. It was pretty much black or white. And then when they saw something and they had conviction, they put the money to work in a big way. It wouldn't be uncommon to have the entire account levered up into one name, one trade, with any any number of entries, one to several. So if you're feeling, you know, if anything uh, that we've spoken about over the past few days has resonated with you, you know, it might make sense for you to take a step back during these times because you're not missing a whole lot and just say, what's my vision for myself here? You know, what do I what do I want to do during the day? What do I see myself doing? Because if you haven't put any thought to it, what's going to happen is your day is going to evolve. But if you look back over the past week, you realize like, what if it, what did you do this past week that you actually planned for versus what just kind of happened and you've dealt with? Because you don't want to turn your trading or your life, for that matter, into a coping mechanism, right? You're not a piece of kelp in the ocean that kind of goes down when the tide goes out and goes up when the uh, when the tide comes in. You want to, you can you can actually be the captain and the navigator and steer things exactly the way you want them. 
you know, again, I think the results of the guys that I know, it was it wasn't random. I think they were certainly ahead of their time and they, they were in a lot of ways in the right place at the right time, but they still had to take the action. There were other people who were in and around that period of time too, and they didn't. So, you know, you have to be able to hit, you know, when you when something's set in your sights, you have to be able to pull the trigger. But if the conditions aren't there, you have to be smart enough to kind of sit and wait, right? So part of the day is to be scout sniper. Part of the day is to actually know how to pull the trigger. But sometimes you could sit there for days and days and days and not get a shot off. And the worst thing you could do is to get a shot off because you're, you're emotionally connected to it and then reveal your position. So it, you do yourself a huge favor if you kind of create a vision for who you are and what you want to be as you evolve, right? Because even if you have 20, 30 years experience, you still have to evolve. Well, what's your vision for yourself given the last 20 years? This is where people stagnate, right? Especially if you had a wirehouse, you raise 20 to 50 million, you wrap it up in a fee account, and you just go to, every day, go to work every day and you're watching the TV. You get a couple of referrals that will offset client attrition. People leave, people die, people move, whatever. And you're really in a rut because now you're just, you know, that type of person can be easily replaced. Um, it's not to say you don't care about your client funds, but there's no personal growth at that period, in, that, in that environment. You're just kind of dealing with stuff. And growth should be, you know, slightly not painful, but you should be going uphill. There should be a bit of a grind. Um, in order to stretch a little. Because think about it, if you got to 250 million under management as an investment advisor and everything was wrapped up, you could still come in and put the TV on and talk with clients all day, you know? So what's an example of this? If you think, okay, Mike, sounds good for you sitting over there. Well, give me an idea how to do it. So why don't you take a look at your book and look at, you know, who, who are the majority of your clients that are paying 80, 90% of your fees? Everyone else has to go because chances are they're taking up the majority of your time for no money. So take on a junior partner or someone who's just new to the company. If you work at a bigger place, bring them on to do the client service. You focus on the big people. That'll free up some time. Ask them for referrals or go out and start networking. Market yourself. Go make presentations. Go find uh, the local business manager, CPA society and talk to them about financial things it could be section 529 savings plans you could do estate plannings a whole bunch of stuff you could talk about you know if you do run a system or a loss limiting methodology to create capital gains talk to them about that talk to them about estate planning i don't care you could talk to them about what your firm thinks about crypto and take some of my ideas that i've talked about here and use them as your own i don't care no one's got a monopoly on ideas anyway. So this will increase your asset base, right? So if you had 50 million, you might have 10 million on the bottom part of your book, but it's not performing. Those people create an awful lot of work for a little bit of fees. So you farm that out. You're really getting paid for your own work on, say, 40 million. Then go out and double that. Because if you're not asking for business, you're not asking for referrals, you're really not going to grow, you know? And that's the quickest way to grow your assets is asking people for money as opposed to trying to grow it organically through market returns. Two, if you're at a big wirehouse, they're probably not going to let you take on the risk that you would need to grow your money faster. You see what I'm saying? So um, 
focus on that. Same thing if you're a trader. You know, no one, everyone wants to shoot the gun, but no one wants to go get the bullets. And we talked about this before. There's other episodes. You can listen to those. I don't need to waste your time today. Um, but have a vision for yourself of what you want to do. This way, then you could bifurcate your day and time block your day to do the things that are going to help you hit your goals. So you're not sitting around with like a kicked puppy when the markets are soft because it's irrelevant. It's not part of, it's not necessary for you to have strong or soft markets to gather new assets. Gathering new assets is a function of picking up the phone or sending out emails or doing what you can do, calling centers of influence, making new relationships. It's irrelevant where the market is. Same thing if you're a trader. You know, everybody who allocates understands that you can be in drawdown. You know, there's not a manager on planet Earth, except Madoff, right, who who, who didn't have a drawdown. Um, so the point being is here is that when you have a vision for yourself of where you want to be, tie that into your behavior. Take it away from the market, right? Having that vision of really how do you want to spend your day? And I would break it down to like even the people that you have to deal with, right? Because if part of your day is that you have to take these stupid meetings that just kill time because... You know, that's what people do is they book meetings to look busy. If it's not productive, it's not going to help you gather assets. It's not going to help you perform better managing risk, which is pretty easy to do. Put your stops in. All right. Um, you don't need to have meetings about it. You can really change your life in a very short period of time, but you have to have the vision. Those are the thoughts. Then what feelings will you have if you have $250 million that replicates your A-book? And that's what they're all paying you monster fees, even if they're not, there's no incentive fees. You increase your income four or fivefold, you know, you're going to feel pretty good because now you have all that revenue. You can make investments. You can do other wonderful things for your family, your loved ones, whoever it might be. You could give it away. I don't care what you do with it. It's your money. But at least now you'll be in a better driving seat. And then you can continue that process. Just grow, 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 grow. Take the, take the uh, you don't have to fire people, but you can delegate those accounts to other members of your team and then focus on the big stuff. But it all starts with having a vision, right? Thoughts, feelings, and then the actions. You know, you're in behavioral stuff now. And you've separated yourself from the market and the market returns. You see, this is a wonderful thing. Then you hit your goals and then you hit new goals. Then all of a sudden you're one or two years away from where you started and you look back and you're like, my goodness, I was like a different person then. And then you start to realize that there's nothing that you can't do if you put your mind to it, right? But you have to take the steps. You have to be slightly uncomfortable to go out and get, you know, to do new things because it's new. It's going to feel weird. Making new habits is all about trying something new and then doing it consistently for, you know, two, three months till it become feels normal. Anyway, put this, think about it, you know, on your weekend reading list, map it out. And if uh, you haven't already gotten yourself a copy of the audiobook version of The Inner Voice of Trading, you can grab it for free at Martin Chronicle. It's on me. Have a great weekend, folks. I'll see you Monday.